Welcome to Freaks and Creeks, a Dawson's Creek podcast, <laughs> the show where four millennials who missed the boat 25 years ago take the dive for the first time. Join us as we experience the series with a fresh perspective and see if our adolescent experiences match up with Dawson and the gang. My name is Cody. I'm Stella. I am Mallory. And I am James. This week, we're talking about episode 12 of season two, Uncharted Waters. <laughs> Here's the thing. We didn't get any keepsake really correspondence. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. Boo. And I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but like I've been, <laughs> I've been crying uh, every night. My I've been crying myself to sleep. It's whatever. I mean, don't feel bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If it's fine. Here's the thing. We want to encourage you to write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And here's the thing. Here's the, we know our listeners love us and we love our listeners. So if you write a review and it's five stars and you write whatever you want, <laughs> but you, but then you say your name, then we on the podcast will say like, we love you reviewer. And then you can clip yes. that and listen to that every night before you go to sleep because you love this podcast <laughs> so much. Wouldn't that be so fun? You can make it your voicemail tone. People call you and then it'll just be like, I love you, Jeremy. <laughs> we can also record your voice uh, mail if yeah, you want. Your like OPB, you know, that's always the prize. Yeah. So if you leave a five-star review, we will record your voicemail message. And also tell your friends, you know. That too. Tell your friends, yep. tell Dawson, tell the Vanderbeek family. Vanderbeek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. tell, someone please tell Katie Holmes about the show. Katie Hudson, you mean? Kate, Kate Hudson, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, okay? Or email us, or just let us know you're listening. Please. <laughs> you so don't want scary. to cry. Yeah. It's starting to spread, I think. <laughs> it's like you don't really know how hard it is to live with Stella when every day is spent her sobbing in a corner, yeah. being like, where are the reviews? <laughs> yeah, she's just refreshing over and over and over again. She thought that new iOS update would help. Yeah. No. No new reviews there. No yeah. new reviews and no new emojis. She was mm. convinced that Tim Cook was hiding the reviews from her and that it was just because she had an old iPhone. Do you think there's a MAGA conspiracy? <laughs> Podcast reviews being hidden? Yes, I think we need to jump on this MAGA conspiracy <laughs> angle. I know that that Biden's hiding my freezing creeks reviews. <laughs> he, he's hiding uh, the Ben Shapiro sh uh, reviews. He's hiding the freak Greek reviews. Let's go, Brandon. Uh -oh. No, don't clip that. <laughs> Unless you're watching Survivor. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Well. Yeah. Save us. Save us, Mallory. This episode aired on January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. And the synopsis goes, as a fishing tournament provides a chance for some father-son bonding, Gail's report on teenage girls exposes the friction between Jen and Joey. Woohoo! <laughs> this was written by Mike White and Dana Barada, directed by Scott Pollan. Mike White's back again. Yeah, and Dana Barada. Yeah, yeah. Dana Barada. It seems like a, it, like a melding of... Uh, the old school and the nude nude school? The new school. Um, <laughs> yeah, the nude school. The nude school, Mike White. Yeah. The nude school. But yeah, like Dana Barada had their fingerprints all over season one. Mm -hmm. Mike White has more of his little fingerprints all over season two, it seems like. So a melding of the houses. Yeah. Yeah. The hot new thing here, <laughs> Mike White is. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Papa? Daddy? Daisy's dad. Daddy. Daddy? Papa. But at any point in this episode, does he go, Papa? We've never met his dad. And And we're about to. Now we're about to. Pacey's been like looking for his data. You're right. He's looking for data. (laughs) We have daddy friend. And now we've got Captain Daddy. Mm. All right. Well, here we go. I, I think we should just go ahead and get into this. While Pacey tosses some expertly thrown darts in Dawson's room, our titular hero discusses his recent script inspiration found in some recently watched relationship dramas. The father-son movie, The Great Santini, brings up Pacey's own familiar, familial, is a word, familial drama, which he thinks will get lively when the boys go on a weekend fishing competition trip. The next day, those boys run into Pacey's dad, a.k.a. Sheriff Witter, a.k.a. Shitbag Captain. (laughs) This asshole simultaneously compliments Dawson while going out of his fucking way to tear down Pacey. Our dunce Dawson thinks it's all just fun and games. At school, Dawson vents to Joey about budget issues with his films, but also praises Jen's producer skills. Joey takes it a little personally as Jen waltzes up. She asks Joey to help Dawson's mom with a news report on teenage consumerism? Gail needs girls to go by the Leary household for some interviews, and Jen thinks Joey's articulate, big-brained hot takes would be perf. Joey, Jen, and Andy arrive at the Leary Mansion to only discover that Machiavellian villain Abby Morgan was also invited. This is gonna be a long night. The interview process gets off to a pretty shaky start. These girls are tight-lipped. Gail thinks the formality is making everyone uncomfy, but at least Abby is having fun flirting with the much older cameraman. (laughs) Gail comes up with the idea of a bonding exercise. Maybe a junk food binge will get the girls going. As they chow down, Abby suggests perusing Dawson's bedroom. The others hesitate, but then chase after her. As Abby gets into the depths of Dawson's closet, the girls lock her in. That is, until Andy finds Dawson's copy of Goodwill Humping. (laughs) What we can only assume is a porn adaptation of the Academy Award-winning drama Goodwill Hunting. The girls watch as we hear some steamy porno audio. Abby comments on Dawson's jerking habits while making jabs at Jen for maybe one day making it into said industry. They're interrupted by Gail, and Abby lets her know what they were doing. As they leave the room, Jen corners Joey on why she's so mean towards her, but Joey (laughs) calls her disingenuous, saying Jen is trying to replace her in every way. Jen calls her insecure, but Joey admits this and thinks Jen won't own up to her own motives. The girls go on to do their interviews with Gail. As expected, Abby won't shut the fuck up with her proto quote-unquote cancel culture has gone too far. Can't I just say some jokes bullshit? Gail's had enough. She kicks her out. Yeah. With, with evil Abby gone and the fireplace roaring, the girls can loosen up and speak their truths, vulnerabilities, neuroses, the whole shebang. 
The next morning, Gail thanks Joey and confesses self-pity. She's always wanted a daughter, but then goes on to say how proud she is of her and views her as a surrogate child. Outside, Andy finds Abby, who's waited all night for her mommy to pick her up. Mommy. Andy rightfully <laughs> gives her shit, but Abby says she's a necessary evil, a scapegoat to stir shit up. She says being sweet is boring, and to that her entire life is boring. She needs to create drama. Andy feeds her a truth burger. Abby doesn't know how lucky she is. When Abby's mom rolls up, she kindly offers Andy a ride home. What a shock. In Dawson's room, Joey and Jen have their own heart-to-heart. Joey offers her respect and apologies, and Jen thinks their stalemate has gone on far too long. Hopefully this rivalry is squashed for the rest of time. Simultaneously through the girls' misadventures, our titular hero and daddy man meet Mitch hit the docks to meet Pacey's boat. But uh-oh, Pacey forgot to tell Dawson that he also invited Jack on their excursion. Dawson ain't too happy about that one, let me tell you. And they roll out to sea. Jack tries to break the ice with Dawson, who ain't having it. A jab here, a jab there. It's making it all that much more awkward. Later, Pacey's dad issues orders on how they're all going to catch a big fish. When Pacey doesn't get direct orders, his dad takes him aside to give him some lower-level tasks. Pacey complains, and in turn, his shitbag dad communicates that his life sucks get over it as a philosophy. Jack tries to offer Dawson a sandwich, but our titular hero is being a meanie. Jack goes on to explain that he didn't steal Joey from him. Dawson says things between him and Joey aren't over, but... Jack says he needs to respect their relationship. As a possible big fish starts rolling out the big old fishing wire, Pacey's papa tries to grab it but fails. And of course, he blames this on Pacey, saying he can't follow directions. Before Pacey can even catch his breath, Dawson, that fucking piece of shit, rolls up to give him shit for inviting Jack and not letting him know beforehand. Pacey tells him to back off while also, very sadly, being self-deprecating, taking his father and the world's words to heart. That night, they pop into a dive bar, and the daddies hit the darts while the boys play pool. <laughs> dart daddies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dart daddy. Uh, uh, Dawson wants to know what's going on with Pacey, who's keeping his true feelings of animosity close to the chest. Jack pipes in, revealing the truth. Pacey can never live up to Dawson, who his dad is constantly complimenting while highlighting Pacey's own failures. Later, as Mitch Daddy pulls out a sleeping bag to sleep directly on a boat dock, Dawson attempts a heart-to-heart. Mr. Man Meat doesn't want to disappoint Dawson with his life decisions, but sometimes he's got to put Mr. Man Meat first. In the bar, a deeply intoxicated Witter Daddy forces Pacey to play darts. As Captain Shitbag stares down his own son, our boy leans into the narrative his father has chosen for him, and he purposefully throws the game. When Dawson heads to the boat to sleep, he finds Jack, who's desperately ill. Jack then goes on to open up about his own daddy traumas. This, in turn, makes Dawson reflect. Over on the beach, Pacey tries to walk his drunken shitbag of a father back to the docks, but he falls over himself. Pacey uses this as an opportunity to talk at his father about how things are going on in his life, how much Andy means to him. He breaks crying and asking his father why he never loved him or supported him. His father replies in a loud, drunken silence. The next morning, our boys snag themselves a big old fish. Pacey's in the chair, and Captain Shitbag assists him in bagging that barracuda. Back ashore, Pacey and Mr. Witter Daddy hold their first-place fish murder trophy over their heads with pride as Dawson amicably shakes his hands with Jack. 
While Shitbag congratulates Pacey, he finds a way to knock him down a few pegs before dipping. As Pacey rightfully wallows, Dawson encourages him, letting him know how much he respects him, and more importantly, how much Andy loves him. This perks Pacey up as he leaves. That night, as Mr. Manmeat drops Dawson off at the house, he tells Dawson that he'll always try to be the best meat daddy he can be. <laughs> Dawson expresses gratitude for allowing him to be himself and tells them that he's never been disappointed by him. After his experiences, he tells Meat Daddy how lucky he is to have him as a father. They embrace, but then Mitch Meat Daddy catches himself accidentally walking toward the front door. Big whoops. He turns to the car and leaves. A crane shot pulls us away from the broken Leary household, and we fade to black. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Mitch has to be called Meat Daddy or Mr. Man Meat from now on. <laughs> That's a new rule. I think meat it's his Christian Daddy. Name. Yeah. Meat Daddy. Meat Daddy. <laughs> but we got to come up with something for Daddy Witter. Captain Shitbag. Shitty Witter. Shitty Witter. Shitty Witter. I'd like to enter Deputy Daddy. That's a good one. Deputy Daddy, yeah. What a fucking asshole. Oh, oh my, my God. God. This is exactly how I imagine Pacey's dad after 100%. like the, this is like, I feel like we finally have more insight into why Pacey is the way he is because they're matching it up. Like this is hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> is yeah. it too much? Like, is this like a little unrealistic and how much of a fucking asshole he is? I don't or do think you think it was like, too much? Yeah. I, Cause it was like kind of a back and forth. Like it, like it was like one at one, at one moment moment. It's like, Oh, like he's giving him a compliment, but then like he'd come back with like, I, I thought there was like a balance yeah. between, I think, I don't they, know. I don't think it was too much. I just think that they could have done more with keeping it more like in the beginning, Dawson is defending deputy daddy. And he's like, he's not that bad. He's actually yeah. cool. He's just joking. Right. He's just joking with you, buddy. Lighten up. Stop being such a sensitive, woke mind virus <laughs> well, baby maybe. boy. But yeah. I wish that they did that a little bit more successfully so mm -hmm. that you were able to be like, yeah, Dawson's right. He's just joking around with you, mm -hmm. Pacey. Like, lighten yeah. up. And cool. then they revealed he's a total fucking asshole. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, I wonder if it was maybe a little much on purpose because, like, we don't, we haven't, we haven't been able to see Pacey's dad until now. And maybe we won't see him a lot after this. So sure. maybe it was just like, yeah. this is the moment that like we need to show, show mm -hmm. him. And, and then, you know, so we can yeah. like, like have Pacey's character develop mm -hmm. beyond right. this. So I wonder. Yeah. He really sucked. Yeah. Um, bad dad. Bad, 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 bad dad. I really want to see, I wonder if we'll ever get this, but. Like see Deputy Daddy interact with uh, Dougie. Dougie. Oh yeah. Probably I treats wonder. him like the golden child. Yeah. Right? Probably. That's yeah. like what we're yeah. imagining. Yeah. Yeah. I kept going back and forth watching this episode on repeat viewings. It's, I mean, it's coming in so fucking hot, but you're right. Like Mal, like if this is the only time we're ever going to see him, they needed to hammer home that he is a shit bag. Yeah. Yeah. And he is fucking awful. Like every single time it tore me apart watching him tear Pacey apart. It was so fucking sad. And again, mm -hmm. I mean, Joshua Jackson giving an insanely good performance yeah. when he monologues yeah. to his dad. God, if, that if, was... If you're not choking up during that, you got no soul because that yeah. was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that was, yeah. That was... I'm, on the one hand, I, I, you know, like I was saying, I wish that they kind of made him look m more okay and then revealed him to be shitty but on the other mm -hmm. hand i'm really glad that they backed up pacey by making him as shitty as they did 
Yeah. You know, right. because yeah. it would it matched suck. up with what yeah. we had heard from Pacey so far. Yeah. yeah. It would suck if we were kind of to walk away from it being like, well, I don't know. There's some gray here. Maybe he's just a misunderstood daddy. Maybe yeah. he's daddy misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> but no. That's Mitch. Yeah. 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 Mitch, exactly. Mitch is very misunderstood. Yeah. It daddy, is interesting. Me, me daddy is. <laughs> me daddy's getting a lot of character development and it yeah. seems yeah. like they're doing a really good job. I guess that's like the tonal whiplash I get. Not tonal whiplash, but it's it's a character <laughs> whiplash of going from someone that is as nuanced as Meat Daddy yeah. and then from that to see Mr. Witter who is just an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was like a little more nuance to his character than that. Mm-hmm. They could have done a better job at handling that. Mm-hmm. I, Maybe it was the actor or... I don't that's know. true. Yeah. John Wesley Shipp. Oh no, 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 no. Mr. Uh, Witter. Mr. Witter. Yeah. Because yeah. I read I well, I didn't I don't know much about him, but I think he's a character actor, so maybe he that was definitely what definitely seemed like Yeah, him. yeah, that's what like I got from it. The, the, his performance at the dart the dartboard in the dive bar was amazing. I mean he, he really was yeah. convincingly scary oh, as yeah. a mm-hmm. drunk dad who mm-hmm. yes. is getting way too into this like what is supposed to be friendly competition, and suddenly yeah. Pacey realizes, oh fuck. Like, no, yeah. this is not just a friendly game of darts mm-hmm. with my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you could tell, I mean, like, what is it? Acting is just reacting, right? Um, and you see that stare down from Mr. Yeah. Witter yes. when they're doing the darts. And you could see the fear in Pacey's yeah, eyes when he like saw that. Yeah, where he's, like, challenging Pacey mm-hmm. yeah. to beat him. But really, no, don't. Yeah. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking you know? dare yeah. embarrass me here. Yeah. Very yeah. terrifying. That was so much storytelling in that one interaction yeah. that I was like, I want this blown up over the whole episode. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I understand why we didn't because right, as yeah. we're learning in Dawson's Creek, every character has to experience the exact same plot points in an episode. <laughs> it has to happen. Everybody has to experience everything. But I do wish it was just about Pacey and it just became like, mm. let's dive into his life mm-hmm. and see what this is actually like. The A, yeah, the A story and B story of this episode are so weird because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't want to call it, well, I will. I'll just say it's sexist because yes. the men yeah. are given something to do. Like there's something yeah. that they're trying to accomplish and it's like very loaded in its subtexts of like what they're trying to accomplish. Whereas what do the girls do? They get to talk about their feelings yeah. and that's it. And yeah. it's like, but there's nothing that they're actually trying to do or yeah, accomplish. I would argue against that. Really? Um, yeah, because I mean, like they're helping Gail with... This that's true project but, but it was jen's pro it was jen's project or i guess really mm. let me restate it uh it's so flimsy in like what yeah. they're trying to do and how it's put together because like going into a fishing tournament feels very like that's masculine or yeah, com- yeah, competitive and it's competitive and um, masculine yeah. and like all these things but for the women it's like Gail, ne- we no, need to she chat. Gail needs to do a yeah. report on. At first, yeah. they talked about how it's like consumerism and like the teenage right. girl life, but then it becomes like very teen identity. Yeah, yeah well, and- it's like around like let's chat. It's chatty. Let's be chatty. Like girls are supposed to chat. You know, that's mm-hmm. what the whole thing is. Where well, and it's what you're also like additionally there's the the aspect of like the men have to go and do some rite of passage mm-hmm. the, the fishing tournament while the women have to just go and bear their soul for yeah. no real reason there's also the element of there's actually the fishing competition that's happening for Dawson, Pacey and Jack 
But Jen manipulated the situation yes. to mm-hmm. make this because she built it as like, well, Gail has this story. Mal, you were but, alluding uh, to this. Yeah. Gail has this story. We need to help Gail. Actually, it's Jen's idea because that she convinced Gail to do. So like yeah. there's this whole betrayal that's not present Mm-mm. on the others. I mean, I guess there is because Jack shows up and that's a betrayal to yeah, Dawson. Yeah, that's true. So it's there's mirror. I mean, everything yeah. is mirrored, but like it I to your point, I agree. It, it's it's not quite like uh I it's not apples to apples in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. They're not getting an equivalent um, experience. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I and just like writing in general, if you want characters to learn something, they should learn through action. And that doesn't mean like an action scene, but like actionable, so something should be tried to be accomplished. Right. And that doesn't have to be like people like punching or kicking. It means like they need to have an activity that they're doing that yeah. gets them to their destination. And mm-hmm. the activity that the girls do is eat. far too abstract. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, let's eat junk food and like, like pick yeah. out, it's a girl's night and like, and then we'll talk. But it's like, it seems so right. basic. And it's it, also entirely centered around a boy because what do they, what finally cracks them open and, and allows yeah. them to really get close to each other? Well, it's digging around fucking Dawson's room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Let's, cause, cause girls, you know, they, they're just obsessed with getting into the stinky boy room. Ooh, let's watch his porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just like in general for, filmmaking i guess it, it just it looks boring when your two major stories are happening in single locations yes and at least like the men got to be on the boat but then they also got to be in the bar and those are mm-hmm. that's yeah. like also a major set piece whereas all the women were trapped in a house that we've seen over and over and over again and yeah. there's nothing to really like watch you're just watching people have conversations but even then the boat is kind of boring and mm-hmm. the bar is kind of boring uh taking out the context of like what we see with those character beats. It's just, there's not much interesting things going on. Mm -mm. Also there's, you know, on the, on the guy's fishing trip side, there's like Pacey's dad, Dawson's dad, Jack has, doesn't have his dad there, but I feel like there was like more of the interaction between like the parents and then Mm -hmm. on the girl's side, it's just Gail. And the creepy and the, camera guy. And the creepy camera guy. But like, <laughs> we don't really get, daddy. I mean, and that may be a product of like, of like Joey, Joey not having a mom, Jen's mom being in New York, Andy's mom, you know, not mm-hmm. really being there, mm-hmm. be able to be there. But there, that was kind of also a difference there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish that they, I mean, like, cause these stories are so mirrored. I, I wish we got a scene, uh, Cause you have, I mean, I thought it was a really nice scene where Gail does talk to Joey and say like, you've always been a daughter to me. That's really sweet and genuinely touching. And I wish we got something similar to that with Mitch doing that for Pacey or you get a little bit of that Dawson at the end of the episode is like, I love you and I respect you. Mm -hmm. Um, but it would have been cool just for Mitch to be like, hey, pipe it down, asshole. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like, from like a kid. Yeah. From another dad's perspective versus just Dawson as a friend. Yeah. just like Gail pulled Joey aside, have mm-hmm. Mitch pull Pacey aside and be like, hey, you yeah. know, this weekend has shown me some things and i just like to let you know my door is always open to you if you need mm-hmm. a place to go. Totally. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Jack too, like Jack talking about yeah. not having yeah. a dad. Oh my God. And then, you know how much I would have broken if yeah. Mitch yeah. would have been like, hey, Jack, I'm proud of you. Like, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, you yeah. needed. Yeah. Right. It yeah. would have been solid. But yeah. I don't know. It seems They're, like they had the theme there. Things missing on both, in both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Not well put together. Um, yeah, it just, uh, really feels like Dawson takes quite a few steps back in his emotional intelligence with, uh, the way he's communicating with Pacey and being like very self-obsessed. Um, yeah. 
It was hard to watch. It just like mm-hmm. felt like kind of season one Dawson. It's so weird how oblivious he is. Throughout yeah. the entire episode. The, yeah, very oblivious. I have multiple notes written down where I'm like, how can Dawson be this clueless? Yeah. Like, I know that he is in his own world and he thinks the world revolves around him, but at the same time, like, dude, really? Like, yeah. you're you're not connecting the dots at all, which is why I loved the scene in the bar where Jack steps in on this conversation, mm-hmm. almost like Pacey... I, Pacey has that, that confused expression on his face where he's like, he's not sure if he's he's angry or happy at mm-hmm. Jack speaking for him. Yeah. But like Jack completely nails it on yeah. the head. And he's like, you don't realize that you're being put on his pedestal to which Pacey can never hope to reach. Live up to, yeah. Like you're you you are single-handedly like the thing that Pacey's dad is like comparing him against. Mm-hmm. So he's always gonna fucking hate that. Yeah. And yeah, I found it like so funny that Jack, you know, who's been in this dynamic for a very short amount of time was able to pick on up yeah. on that so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Dawson He's is very just, observant. Yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, it was all, there was also a weird uh, line that Pacey says, um, I think in the bar about how like now, Oh, now Dawson, you get a glimpse of like yeah. what this is like. So it's like, they've been mm-hmm. friends for a long time and yeah. Dawson's never seen this. Before. I know that didn't make sense. It's like, has he met how many times has he met Pacey's dad? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I can also, it's so easy for me to imagine them, like, it's Friday and they're like, oh, we should hang out. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Like, do you want to go to your house, Pacey? Oh, yeah. He's like, no, let's just go to your house. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why would he totally. ever want to have people over to see that? Right. And, and we've also, like, we know da- Daisy's pad, Pacey's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Pacey's dad doesn't like pick him up from school yeah. or anything. Yeah. So like the number of interactions, I would imagine the number of interactions that Dawson has had with Pacey's dad are like very few and far between. Mm-hmm. And they're probably like in work context where it's like yeah. Pacey's dad is in the car and it's much like we saw in the beginning of the episode. Like, like a hey, brief interaction. Yeah, yeah. What's up, genius? You're the smartest kid in town. I can't believe it. You're Wonder a golden kin? god. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, also, I... I there sorry excuse me there were um a couple of moments where Jack I feel like really puts Dawson in his place like when um Jack (laughs) Jack and Dawson are talking about um their dads like not being around and yeah yeah Jack's like your dad went up the street yeah yeah yeah. it's It's just, just he yeah. Come on, yeah. Dawson, come on. But yeah, yeah. like just like Dawson's like lack of awareness, Ow. like when he gets on the boat, being like, oh, hey, like, where is your dad? Just yeah, like, like yeah. he's never thought to ask that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know the movie Good Burger isn't <laughs> the greatest movie ever made, but there is one very funny line in that where Keenan is talking about how he doesn't remember what his father looks like because he ran off when he was so young. And Kel goes, I don't remember what my father looks like either. At least I get to see him every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's like exactly what's happening uh, with yeah. Dawson and Jack. It's so funny. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, the... the I, 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 I have a hard time. Look, I know that I I like to be hard on Dawson. I know that we like to be hard on Dawson. I just have a really hard time believing that Dawson is this clueless, though. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, like how the fuck could he be like? Yeah, I know that sucks that your dad's gone and you don't know it all. But like my dad, <laughs> like he fucked my mom and then he left. Like, can you believe it? And I still see him all the yeah. time. And he's like really nice to me, and he's kind of hot. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't say that about Kinda my own zaddy. dad, but like, yeah, he's definitely zaddy. It's weird. It's, I don't know. 
we have to, I guess you have to remember that they're like still in high school and they're they're like not. I don't know that he's he's thinking about himself. Yeah, you know? but it's. I feel like it's just a weird choice it to make weird, him yeah. that that clueless. Oblivious, like it yeah. has to be. And also after feeling like he's made some development, yes, just like you were yeah. saying, Stella, he's, he, it feels like it's a step back from. He just had that moment in yeah. Jen's room where he's like, I am not as emotionally mature yeah, as, as, totally. as I need yeah. to be, so I'm going to start stepping it up. And then he's like, yeah, my life's worse than yours though, bro. Yeah, I think that was like the piece that just like, was hardest for me. It, was, it mm-hmm. just didn't really feel believable. No. Yeah. After this growth that we've seen. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating that we are getting into another pattern of lessons need to be learned in every, I mean, which like the, that's what every TV show yeah. is. Like each yeah. episode has a theme and lessons are learned, but they keep repeating certain things around emotional intelligence for Dawson that it seems like he's having to relearn these things yeah. every mm-hmm. episode and it needs to be more consistent. Like, mm-hmm. I wish there was something of him, re- like, a better episode would have been him, Dawson, recognizing how shitty Pacey's dad is and then trying to fix it himself. Yes. Or, yeah. like, see him, like, go about it the wrong way. And that would show that at least he's, like, trying to do something. Mm-hmm. But here, just, like, per- I mean, he's not even pretending. He is literally clueless this entire episode until the end. Yeah. yeah. So it just feels and, so and, He could also, like, recognize that Jack is there and this is an opportunity to, like, mend yeah. this relationship yeah. and not have Jack be the one who's like, look, dude, you have to respect me if you are saying that you respect Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not learning shit, you know, and it, it's, or, or additionally, he could be the one who's helping other people learn some emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, he's the only person who has to learn this. Like we can shift the spotlight around and still have him be involved mm-hmm. in these same themes. But yeah, um, it feels like maybe it's like, okay, an excuse for Dawson is that he's distracted by Jack being there. Yeah. And that's like messing with his head and Joey stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like at the same time, I don't know, the, the last episode ended with it seeming like Dawson and Joey were like, okay, we're going to take the slow and like trying to become friends again. So for Dawson to have like still this much animosity towards yeah. Jack yeah. also just yeah. doesn't really feel believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very out of left field. And, but I think it's because they hadn't locked down the season beats yet. And yeah. They probably yeah. Didn't and they know that this episode was happening after. Right. You know and I mean? maybe they like, have to remind us, this is how Dawson is. So here's yeah, the, yeah. you know, we're going to put this in back in here and, yeah. But the, yeah, yeah it, I don't know. Yeah, there were things I really liked about this episode and things I Same. really didn't yeah. like this, about this episode. But yeah, it also just like felt weird that like Jack was just included in this trip. Mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I, I kind of get it. Like, yeah, I did yeah. like it. Yeah, I kind of get it that like, you know, Pacey is with Andy and Andy was like, please yeah. include my brother. Like right. that makes That's sense. Good, yeah. But it just like feels weird to just like throw him in there without any context and being like, Oh, I forgot to tell Jack that Dawson's going to be here. And I forgot to tell mm-hmm. Dawson that Jack's mm-hmm. going to be here. Whoops. Like oopsies. It, it also feels the way that it's told emotionally manipulative, emotionally manipulative because mm-hmm. we do realize the reason that Jack was invited is because he doesn't have a father. So PC mm-hmm. like yeah. wanted to include him, but they should have just stated that, in the yeah. first scene, like, yeah, yeah. That, that like we, er, no one can, I mean, that's like one of my biggest frustrations in like any kind of media is people not communicating and just like waiting until the end of whatever yeah. it is to like finally figure out what's really going on. But it would have been so much more rich for Pacey to say up front, Hey, listen, like, I know Jack doesn't have a dad. I'm doing this as a favor to Andy. And like, I really want him to feel included and like 
mm-hmm. have this trip. Dawson, can you please be cool? And then we get an entire episode of watching Dawson like try to be cool. Yeah. Like that would be an arc yeah. and a journey worth watching instead of him just being an asshole and then like waiting for Pace to later tell him that. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's annoying. It doesn't really make sense. He, he could also like we could have had Pacey and him talking about it at school and cafeteria at the cafeteria mm-hmm. and then Jack walks up and they're like, Oh, yeah, totally. You should come. Yeah. And we see that moment between Pacey and Co and Cody. God damn. <laughs> between Will you be my daddy? <laughs> I will be your daddy. Uh, or between Pacey and Dawson where they're like, shit, I guess he's got to come. Like, right? Like we both yeah. agree. But we don't get that. And I, I think that, you know, as is often the case, like one scene could have solved this episode's mm-hmm. problems, yeah. but it, it didn't. But I, I mean, I, I also want to just come out and say, like, I actually love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes so far, not of just this season, but of like the entire show. And um, I'm sensing that you guys don't necessarily feel mm-hmm. the same. But like what I loved about this show was that like we finally got a lot of development on on multiple fronts. Like not only did we get to see um, uh, Deputy Daddy, but we also got a lot of explanation on on Meat Daddy's motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, he's moved out. He's he's like so obsessed with the kelp and opening this restaurant that it's kind of driving a wedge between him and Gail, and therefore him and Dawson. Now he's like divorcing Gail, and then like we see him lay this sleeping bag. <laughs> On the literal <laughs> edgiest edge, edge of the, of the do- yeah. like, there's a, I don't know half an inch to an inch of his sleeping bag that is hanging oh. over the edge into the water, and it made me realize something. Me, Daddy, is in love with a siren. Mm. Yeah, he has uh. been wooed by a spirit of the sea. <laughs> it's made him become obsessed with the kelp so much, like because he wants to be closer to his, yeah. his he, this love. He, yeah, and he therefore can't be close with Gale. He can't be close with his son. He needs to be out on the open water. He even said profound connections to the sea exactly. and boundless, mm. mysterious ocean. Like right <gasps> when they arrived, he, he is was obsessed. Transfixed. <laughs> I wonder if he's going he like, to be one with the sea. He is going, he, he would have drowned himself. <laughs> what if he um, moves he's onto a boat and becomes like a boat house oh. boy? Oh, what Wait, if it's like cold? Maybe he makes a restaurant, has a restaurant on like a boat. Yes. Restaurant? Mm. A boat, mm. restaurant. boat restaurant. Boat restaurant. A restaurant for boats. <laughs> Finally, let them eat. Yes. They, it's been too long. I mean, I agree. I really, I, I don't think I like the episode but i love what happens with the characters in the episode Mm -hmm. i love what's revealed in this episode i love seeing abby open up and become Mm -hmm. a real human being i love seeing pacey and his and his father and what this life has been like and it's always been closed off to us and now we're it's like so much is revealed about Mm -hmm. the characters i loved i mean that dart scene spoke volumes it's told us so much about what their life is like and i love this theme of broken identity because Pacey has been given this identity of an idiot and a moron. And he, and we see now that it's his dad who's always been staring him down. And that's why he has to throw the game of life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that at least like that by itself was satisfying enough for me to be yeah. like, yeah, this is a, a good episode like that. It like gives us so much about Pacey. Plus his monologue was so beautiful and it interesting was. that I loved it. I thought it was really great. Mm-hmm. But to your earlier question, right? The very first question you asked us all was, was it enough? And I think that you're what 
are are you saying that like you you like this episode but it just didn't push the envelope far enough like no it was too much you think it was too much yeah i think Mm. i i would have liked the writing for pacey's dad only speaking about pacey's dad um i wish that was a little more nuanced like in the same way the first time that we see his dad and he makes that like undercutting joke at pacey's expense and then like in that moment, I could see why Dawson might be like, oh, he's just like being funny. Right. Like the um, flipping burgers or whatever that, yeah. 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 And, and it's, I mean, an asshole thing to do, right. but it yeah. wasn't extreme. <laughs> sure. And I wish that it had stayed that tone throughout the, the episode time. because mm. when he's like taking him aside and like bitching him out and what happens in the, in the bar is like, it comes in hot. Yeah. And it, yeah. like, that's what I mean. Like, is it coming in too hot? Like, is this like too extreme of like an abusive father character? Like, I wish it was like a little more well-rounded hmm. where you could see yeah. into that. I mean, I to know. see I, why Dawson would yeah. be like, Oh, like it's right. not that big of a deal. Right. I understood yeah. where the dad was coming from up until the point where he berated him about the good pole being on the stern side. Exactly. And not yeah. That's where I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because yeah. at first I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that you're the one person left out when you've got all of these other, people who need who want to take part in this fishing thing like mm-hmm. you've presumably done this before none of them have let them have their turn but then when it suddenly became like way too aggro and then it never went down from there mm-hmm. I, I i do agree um i don't know it's the same mm-hmm. way as like when people talk about the movie midsummer and people talk about the boyfriend and that christian how like that's my one criticism of that. I think that's a very good movie, but the criticism of that movie is like, oh, he's a horrible boyfriend. Like she should yeah. realize that like right off the start. Right. Like why is like anyone following him or doing right. anything? Like why would she love him? He's like such an asshole and so right. oblivious. Um, to everybody too, mm-hmm. not just, but yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's like what I mean. Like, is it kind of like that where they, are they just like, is it hmm. turned up to 10 a little too much? Sure. Um, for it to be realistic. And I, and that's also going along with what we've been talking about Dawson being oblivious. And, uh, like you, like if I were around that, I felt like if I were Mitch, I would have said something mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh yeah. He, but I feel yeah. like it was moments where like there weren't people like it wasn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was super turned up because it would, he would pull Pacey away and say these things. Yeah. I feel like it was like in moments where, other people that were conveniently... Other people were gone, like not around, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Interestingly, though, there is that discussion in Except the bar... Except for in front of Dawson. When, ...where yeah. Dawson is kind of chewing out Pacey. Right. And you see Mitch and, and uh, you know, Meat Daddy and Deputy Daddy are playing darts. Mm-hmm. The dart boy, the dart yeah. daddies are born. And... <laughs> dart daddies. Get dart that daddies. on yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're playing darts. D- Dawson is chewing out Pacey and Mitch overhears him say like, get the stick out of your ass yeah. and tell me what's wrong with you yeah. or something. So like clearly daddy meat can hear this shit, mm-hmm. but he's just not yeah. getting involved. He didn't mm, get involved yeah, there. Right. Yeah. He has his own problems. I wanted to talk about Abby for yes. a yeah. little bit um, because it. I feel like after talking about Jack being kind of like the odd one out in the guy's adventure, um, I feel like ha- I was okay. I like, I love that Abby was there and like what the development we had with her, but it was really confusing as to how she got there because, mm-hmm. um, when Jen is telling Joey, we quote, we need really, we really need girls who are thoughtful and articulate, mm-hmm. but then we find out that she invited Abby Yeah, yeah. was very, that was so confusing to me. I feel like there, it w- like it would have been more interesting to have Abby show up in a different way somehow 
like be invited by Gail, finding out that maybe like she thought that Abby and Jen were friends or something. I I don't know. They needed those, a third location. The, there was like yeah for them to be at, and Abby happens to be there. Yeah, and that's where she that's she like it's, invites herself in. Yeah, it was confusing. It doesn't make sense because you know that Jen and Abby. Well, they they're kind of they've kind of been they're going back odds. and forth yeah. at, at odds, but then they're friends, and so I mean. Was it was it intentional? Was Jen being manipulative, and 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 it was it intentional that she brought Abby in to kind of like make waves and and I don't know. It feels like three D chess. Yeah, like yeah. Jen. If Jen, I mean Jen, really did orchestrate this entire evening, yeah. right? So it's the ultimate revenge. Like, who do you want to invite that will be put on television looking oh, like an that's evil? That's such a good point. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. I don't she, know if I buy that, but. I like that. I mean, it's like my own like yeah, fan no. interpretation. Yeah, yeah no. Canon. No, I think that's interesting. I, it, like the way that the previous episode ends with Jen like chews out Abby for like making yes. other people's lives miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot um, to talk about that. That was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like Jen is very aware that she has been very cruel to these other people in her life. Um, so yeah, inviting her didn't really feel like it made sense. I feel like I just lost my train of thought, also, but so someone, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also just the fact that this was all Jen's idea, what was her motivation? I mean, she had to have known that this was like not going to be all sunshine and roses with yeah. this group of people, of girls. Right, like, right. I like what Cody uh, is saying. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that is, you know, it's like, it's like Pacey putting his finger down on mm-hmm. the intercom button and asking her to reveal herself. Oh, yeah. Like, she's going to tell on herself and why not do it on TV? I guess yeah. so. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. makes sense. But also it seemed like, Jen is like kind of like buddy buddy with Gail and like I don't Which know. comes out mm-hmm. of fucking nowhere. That, I'm sorry, yeah, 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 so weird. there it's like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. When did this happen? <laughs> I mean, it's, because you went to the TV station and screamed and yeah, that's what v- I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they became extremely like, close. Maybe fuck? because she's working on the the film with Dawson. Maybe like Dawson had to go pick ha- get something at the TV station and then. Or Jen had, it's all you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like you um, imagine what, how, Jen, how need that you happened. to go to the TV station and get a tripod yeah. from my mommy <laughs> right. and the creepy cameraman. It's the because, only thing I can think of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, how often are we going to say it? Like this, this episode needed a scene or yes. two yeah. <laughs> to mm-hmm. like define some of these yeah. things a yeah. little more for it to make sense in the world that they're creating. I wish, and every time we say that it hurts because like, there's a lot of throwaway scenes in a lot of this yeah. show, or at least a lot of fluff in these scenes where it's like they could mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. if they wanted to, but they choose not to. And I, I mean, I guess they don't necessarily need to show us everything, but I do wish they showed us these things yeah. that would mm-hmm. help us fucking understand yeah. this stuff. I mean, to be devil's advocate, less is more. And I can see yeah. like yeah. in that room being like, if you're in the writer's room and it's like, do we really need a scene to spell this out or can we just let it happen? It's like, yeah, just let it happen. Like people can fucking figure it out themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as an audience, I'm saying, I don't understand this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot weird. of leaps to take all the time. And that's where it's like challenging when they're constantly like making these characters pivot from side to sides. It's like, where, where do we actually stand? I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. But um, we need to take our very first break. We'll be back to discuss more of this amazing, riveting episode that everybody loves very much. We're back. Hi, everyone. 
Um, <laughs> okay, so let's keep talking about good old Abby, Abadab. Um, is that what Abby is short for? Yes. Abadab? Abadab. Abadab. Is she a daughter of a magician? <laughs> Abadab. Abadab. Abadadabra? Abadabra. Um, okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Towards the end of the episode, we got Abby and Andy um, having a nice tender moment. Um, It it seems like they're slowly on the path to maybe becoming friends. Maybe. A little thank you in the last episode and then this one in this episode. Right. Sweet that uh, Abby asked her if she needed a ride home. But um, yeah, it's it. This is maybe one of the only times I felt for Abby, where she just sat out there all night. What? Yeah, yeah. With no blanket. But, but yeah. she looks exactly as she did the night. Before. Yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah, Which it's was confusing. But it's yeah, so weird. Like I don't know. I mean, I guess if I'm thinking about Abby, I would think she's too embarrassed to go inside and yeah. be like, I need to call my mom to come yeah. get me. Um, but that's, that's sad to like, just wait all night for your mom. She didn't want to admit to her mom that she got Got kicked kicked out. out. Yeah. But why didn't she just like go to Chris's house? Yeah. Or or make up another fucking story. That's what she does is make shit up. So why didn't she just be like, Oh, Hey mom, everything ended earlier. Can you come pick me up at this corner? Like a block away. Yeah. So you don't still have to walk home. Yeah. It's like a small town. She walked somewhere. Well, I think Confusing. it's because they live in the middle of the sea, clearly. Like, that's why Dawson <laughs> yeah, and true. Joey, like, rose to the house, yeah. right? So They're on an island. They must be far away from, from uh, Abby's house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if people can, like, rent boats there to get around. Um, she could have oh, climbed yeah. the ladder and then just, like, slept in Dawson's bed that's without true. Gail yeah. knowing. Yeah. Thinking uh, that he was out of town. But so what do we think about Abby's excuse of being like, I create drama because my life's boring. Yeah. I feel like we predicted this. Yeah. I feel like we predicted this exact same, this exact thing where we're like, she's probably just like, doesn't have anything really going on in her real life. So she has to make stuff Mm -hmm. in everybody else's lives. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like it. I, I like that she is kind of like breaking the fourth wall and speaking to us as the audience and being like, look, I'm what you all need, which is the girl that mm-hmm. everybody loves to hate. There has to be a villain the in the show. She's the frenemy. She's the frenemy. Yeah. I loved it personally, but mm-hmm. I do thought- I think it's convincing or believable? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, yeah, it didn't really make sense, but. And like, it felt, I'm like, does she really, does she believe that? Does she really believe that like they need her to do that? And that she sees herself as this like fun person of the group it is a little confusing because she's like you guys love to hate me but also why do you hate me like not acknowledging the fact that she does terrorize everybody yeah and andy's like yo like actually you're you're mean you're like really (laughs) yeah i mean she just roasted everyone right before getting kicked out so Mm -hmm. like she's mean <laughs> I wish it was less for us and more for the world that they're yeah. in because yeah. the excuse works for us. Like, yeah, because she's right. Like, we do need a character like that in a TV show mm-hmm. for us yeah. to see things happen. Uh, and it's organic to the story until that she's until she's telling us this. But there's not a really 
strong excuse for in her own world why she's doing yeah. it other than like I like to stir shit up that doesn't excuse anything it just means yeah. that you're an asshole yeah. yeah they could have easily given her a similar story and also it would have done double duty to explain why her and Crass are connected in that she could just be like yeah my parents pay absolutely no attention to me unless mm-hmm. I act out which is why I'm constantly causing drama mm-hmm. you know my parents are wealthy and they do their own thing Chris's parents are wealthy they do their own thing we bond over this mm-hmm. we express it in different ways but fundamentally we have a similar backstory and yeah there are some people that are caught in the crossfire but it's like my way of coping with my situation that's what this whole fucking episode is about is people's family issues and she hints at it but in the most like milk toast like weak way mm-hmm. possible that like yeah you're right it gives us the viewers like okay that makes sense but there's absolutely no way in this world people are like okay yeah i guess that that explains it then abby you're cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i couldn't figure out how i felt about that whole scene it just like kind of made me like hate like at first i was like okay i feel bad for her but then i also like hated her more because i was yeah. just like yeah yeah this is just a stupid my, excuse my read on it is this that like we were kind of talking about last episode, the writers are realizing that they've like boxed themselves in on like every front. Every character is so in a corner that they're Mm -hmm. just like, fuck, we have no room to grow. We have nowhere to go with most of our characters. So I think Abby just basically broke through those walls that they have painted her in. And this is their like first way of doing that. They got her meta talking about like her role as the villain, the -hmm. friend, the frenemy, the person that everybody loves to hate. And they gave us that explanation, but that's their way of then saying like, and now we are going to give her a new personality, a new identity. She's going to grow beyond this box that we've painted her into. So I think, I'm predicting this and I hope I'm right. I'm probably wrong, but I hope that in the next couple of episodes, we'll see Abby starting getting, starting to get more integrated into the plot lines in Mm. less of a like antagonistic role, or at least in a way that is like antagonistic with growth. Yeah. Yeah. And then in, by the end of the season, either she'll be gone because they wrote her out or she will have like grown out of this mean girl Mm -hmm, persona. mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we still, I I think it was someone that wrote in saying that they didn't even consider Dawson to be in the core four. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think we joked about Abby being in the core four, but maybe she is, maybe this is her turning point and becomes like a growing character like Pacey or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Would be. Um, also I love, I love the four of them. The ladies uh, watching Goodwill Humping. Goodwill Humping, which, like, I just thought that was like a throwaway made up thing. And then I looked it up when Cody was reading the description and it does exist. Oh my God. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, Top (laughs) cast is Jasmine St. Clair. Mm. Great gal. God, love her. Love her work. And it it says it came out in 1999. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. What time? What? Or I mean, like, had to be January. I wonder if this is just a coincidence because this is January '99. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they must have filmed this like four or five months before it aired. So I think it's just like an advanced copy of Goodwill Mm. Hunting, and they're like, we've got to find a way. Or they titled they like it was. They, they got the idea for the title from oh. this episode of Dawson's <laughs> Creek. That's, that would be interesting. <laughs> or they're like That'd really tied into like AVN or XBiz and they got like a press release seven yeah. months early being yeah. like in production, Goodwill Humping. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I did actually want to talk about Goodwill Humping because... Uh, <laughs> of course we, you did. Well, we talk about this show having a queer subtext because uh-huh. of Kevin Williamson and it made me think like out of any movie title that you could give a porn name too they chose goodwill hunting yeah and 
other than it like being a fun joke because that's like a serious like Academy Award winning drama. Uh, but it made me think that's a movie with an all male cast except for Mini Driver. Mm. So I wonder if that was like a subtle nod to like this right. maybe being a queer porno. Like, mm. I don't know. I mean, like, it's like you could have chosen any yeah. movie that's like an all male cast, like actual movie. Totally. If you're going to make a porno off of a movie, you'd want to do something with like a lot of women in it if you're going to do a porn mm. parody. So, well, and to that point, Abby calls out that line where she's like, oh my God where we're starting is where Dawson finished. And it seemed like it was like the beginning or the middle of a sex scene between a man and a woman. If you're right, and it's a mostly male cast, probably would have been like male on male scenes before this, unless they're like all, you know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. there's some headcanon uh, deep lore there. I could I, be I, reading I, into it a little more. I, <laughs> I doubt it. I so doubt it. We don't do that. We're so surface <laughs> level. I mean... Know, just like out of anything, you'd think that there'd be like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of any movie in 1998 that could have had a porn parody that had like an all women cast. The mm. Yaya Sisterhood porno. Yes. The Fuck Me Sisterhood. I don't know. Fucked Green Tomatoes. <laughs> oh my God. Girl Interrupted More. <laughs> Girl More Interrupted? I don't know. Girl Interfucted? I don't know. Yeah, trying to think, how do you make that sexy? I don't know. I think girl interfucked it is pretty yeah. sexy. Abadabra. Abby Dabby Doo. Uh oh. Um, quick, just quick, quick little side note. We learned that Cape Side is in Massachusetts. Yeah, we knew that. We did. We yeah, didn't okay. we? Okay, I thought we did. I don't know. <laughs> I was really I thought excited. We did. Cody and I were both excited what, about it. What part was that where we actually we, In the boat, we see ah. that it's like labeled ah. Cape Side Mass. Okay. Huh. I thought, well, maybe it's because we Googled Cape Side or something and we tried oh. to like find it. I don't, but. Right. That's. Oh, wait, I do remember this conversation. It happened during the scene where Bessie gave birth and Bessie. they were giving directions. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they were naming yeah. Massachusetts towns. So oh, we were right like down. trying to like triangulate yes. and figure where out where Cape Side would be. be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Go ahead and forget I said anything. <laughs> I could never. I could never forget that. I wonder if this is actually Jen and Joey beef over. It's done. I we're going to move on from this. I hope so. Yeah. So I fucking hate it. So. On that note, they so Joey and Jen at the beginning of the episode are wearing when they're at school are wearing basically the same exact thing. Hmm. They're both wearing a green shirt with a brown with like a brown either top. so Joey's yeah. wearing a green shirt with a brown zip up sweater. Jen's wearing a green shirt with a brown jacket, and they're walking down the hall right next to each other, and they're wearing like the exact same thing. Yeah. So I thought that could be. A nod to like the this is like the beginning of the end of their mm. like you're saying their sure. beef between each other, and um, much to the conversation that they later have, yes. their wardrobing is if they're wearing the exact same thing. That's more points to Joey that Jen is like just trying to emulate her, yeah, even subconsciously. So, oh, true, yeah. So that <laughs> so so they have I can't so I'm trying to remember they have the conversation at the end in the in Dawson's bedroom, but before that, um some point in the night, maybe it's before, I can't remember when, but Joey and Jen are talking about, well, Joey's talking about how Gen Z goes bruised mm -hmm. because jo Dawson chose Joey. Do we remember when this was? I'm trying this to place it. This was after they were watching Goodwill Humping and they all oh, leave right. the room. And yeah. they oh, is that right after that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause, because Joey thought, like makes a, like, no. I thought that was before that. 
Abby makes a rude comment about Jen uh, becoming Jen. like a porn star. Yeah. And right. Then Joey, okay. Like, okay. reiterates the joke. So, what do y'all think about like this conversation between them? Is Joey right about Jen? I was, I had the exact same note written okay. down. And I'm yeah. very curious what you guys think. And this is where Joey is like, you're taking all you're my disingenuous. Yeah. Yes. Disingenuous. Yeah. You're saying your ego's bruised be, because he chose me. Yeah, but you don't realize you're like taking my, all of. And my then Jen shit. saying yeah. that dot, that Joey is insecure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Joey uh, is. I don't think Jen's doing that purposefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Joey is maybe feeling like extra sensitive about insecure. it. Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It woke mind virus got her. <laughs> Because I was thinking about that too. And like she, Joey says to Jen, first you were his girlfriend. Now you're his producer insinuating that she stole those identity or she's assumed those identities to replace. And now she's friends with Gail. And here's the thing. Yeah. Jen was Dawson's girlfriend before Joey was mm-hmm. because Jen was Dawson's girlfriend while Joey was his producer on his movie. Mm-hmm. Then Joey became Dawson's girlfriend after the movie wrapped. Mm-hmm. So like he's not, or she's not replacing you. If anything, you're replacing her. Like, yes, you had this relationship beforehand. There was this whole, will they, won't they, but like you weren't, then you did. And then you didn't. So I, I kind of like, I see where both of them are coming mm-hmm. from, but I don't necessarily know that either one of them is right. Yeah. To me, it just seems like surface level jabs that they can both throw at each other. Yeah. 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 And it's very like believable in that sense, because yeah. I think that that's what a lot of like stupid fights that I had with right. my friends were about was like deep shit that neither of us really wanted to talk about. And we would just send surface level shit about until it finally got confronted. Yeah. And we were like, actually we're more similar than we thought. Mm-hmm. I think we're yeah. friends. Yeah, I think like in this moment, for them, both are true simultaneously. For them in yes. this moment. Mm. I hope that we see that this beef is squashed. Yeah, I never well, want to see this end, ever again. It's fucking the, annoying. I mean, at the end, so they're, you know, the last scene with them is when they're in his back in his bedroom. Yeah. Um, And they have this pivotal moment where Jen says, there's room in Dawson's life for me without replacing yeah. you. So I mm-hmm. think that that shows us that and then Joey tells Jen that she respects her so I think that is showing us that like this could be the beginning of the end of that that's what I hope but we've had scenes like I know I know I know that's it's like is it a fake out yeah another fake out I don't know I don't know I felt like I can't remember you know how if we've gotten this deep before but it felt like Joey was being really honest when we're kind of having that montage of them all talking about Mm -hmm. like yeah mm -hmm. You know, I'm. I've always seen myself as just like never leaving this place. Perhaps. And little yeah. Joey from the creek. Little Joe. Well, yep. And you've stuck. And then, like, when someone comes in who's like experienced all these things, Jen, right? Jen, yeah. And feels it's like threatening, threatening her. Yeah. So it's like all of that made sense, and like it mm-hmm. felt nice that Joey was able to vocalize that. And for the, I think both of Jen and Joey to kind of like hear each other. Yeah, because um, on yeah on Jen's side, she's kind of having that identity crisis of like mm-hmm. being the New York girl, fast New York girl, mm-hmm. or like the you know Ingenue. girl next door. Yeah, so whatever she says, 
Yeah, the New York Ingenue. New York Ingenue, yeah. I just don't trust the show anymore when it comes yeah. to I know. the beef. Me I know. They I constantly make up and then get back into yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, and also I was going to say, like, it, this, Joey's, like, jabs at Jen also felt unbelievable because, like, it felt like she was taking a step back in that, like, um... It seemed like, you know, Joey wanted space from Dawson and right. mm-hmm. and they were right. both growing separately. Yeah. And they, like I said, you know, at the end of the last episode, they're like, okay, let's take things slow and be friends. And now both in this episode, Joey and Dawson are both like back to their old ways of being like very yeah. obsessive about their relationship, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is really confusing confusing to me to have them constantly be going back and forth over Dawson when neither one of them particularly seems interested in Dawson. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just a yeah. retread and they don't know what else to do with these characters. A hundred percent. And instead of, they don't want to introduce new male characters to replace Dawson because then they realize, well, then what the fuck is this show about? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, everything being about Dawson in the sub, like but subconsciously is just, really annoying and mm-hmm. really like frustrating to deal with, especially in an episode like this where like Dawson is not exhibiting the best behavior because he's not even able to stick up for his quote unquote best friend. Mm-hmm. He's not able to put differences aside and address his quote unquote adversary, whatever the fuck that mm-hmm. means, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he can't really deal with his issues with his dad. Like he's like, are you, are you good for money? Or are you going to be a homeless <laughs> bum? Like you don't need to solve your dad's problems, dude. Like you're yeah. a fucking kid. You don't actually know shit. I'm sorry if you don't realize this, but you don't have it all figured out. You little fucker. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing was yeah. weird to me. Um, I did really like that last moment of Mr. Meat Man almost going inside the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like really heartbreaking yeah. and felt very relatable. Is this foreshadowing for them getting back together? <laughs> Better not be. I yeah. liked I like that this is a uh, I've talked about it before, but like yeah. I want a positive depiction of totally. divorce in TV, yeah. and this feels like they're doing it's that. It's close, yeah. Yeah. at yeah. the very yeah. least. Mm-hmm. It felt, it just felt really real. Yeah, it did. It, did. it was believable. Like he, you know, he's going home, and then yeah, hmm, nope. And how heartbreaking yeah. that would it must have been for him in that moment to feel like that. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, whatever we can talk about the relationship they have, but I think that 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 would just be so. That was so sad to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they didn't even show us his face. We never even actually saw his reaction, but I just think, oh, it, it like broke my heart it to have good. that little yeah, interaction. Yeah, it was good, yeah. All right, that about does it. So we're going to move on to ratings and recommendations. Woo! So who would like to go first with their rating? I guess that's me. My it's a three point five, which sounds a little high for how many things I was complaining about in this episode. But I do think Pacey and that entire arc like really carried this. Even though I think a lot of writing mistakes were made, I, I still thought that uh, Joshua Jackson gave a very emotional performance that was believable and sad and heartbreaking. And I'm really happy that we finally got to this plot point in this show. Uh, the two parallel stories, even though they they felt a little weak, I, I do think it was good for getting some of these beats out. And all in all, I'm I'm just excited to see where this goes. And I, and I, I wish I could be an optimist. I don't think that things will end with 
Jen and Joey and that beef, but if this is finally closing that chapter, uh, that gives it extra kudos. So 3.5. I will give it a four. Um, I thought the, I I liked the pacing, um, of like the two stories and the back and forth kind of seeing like what was going on in two, two different worlds of theirs. Um, not, not sure if I entirely like how, how they were like executed, but, um, you know, that's why I can, I almost went for a 4.5, but that, you know, there's my four. Um, so it was also, I thought it was nice to see some more Cape side world building with like the fishing, but I would have liked to see that on the girl's side. Like we were talking about, they were just kind of like, confined to that house that we've seen a lot. Um, I'm glad we got finally got to meet Pacey's dad. It makes his story and character make more sense. And it just means we're going to see more development from Pacey. So that's awesome. Um, and then I also love the moment between Gail and Joey. I think it's what they both needed um, mm-hmm. in this moment. So four. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.75. Um... Yeah, I had mixed feelings. Like, I thought there were pieces that were really strong, like the moment between Gail and Joey and Pacey's monologue uh, to his drunk, passed-out papa. Um, Papa. (laughs) um, I liked seeing the, like, even though we had mixed feelings about kind of, like, the two different activities that were going on, I thought it was fun to, like, see those groups of people interact Mm -hmm. with one another. Um... And then, yeah, also just really didn't like some of the the lack of emotional intelligence from Dawson and some of the steps back we kind of saw. So, yeah, overall, I thought it was like, I feel like the last couple episodes have been better yeah. than mm-hmm. some, like, I feel like we're kind of like had it a little slog in the middle. Yeah. Of- this felt like a season one episode to me mm. in the mm-hmm. way that it was presented. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought it was like better written than a season one yeah. episode, but it was presented yeah. in a way that reminded me of season one. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I am going to rate this a 4.14, <laughs> uh, which is the highest rating I have given for an episode. Oh, wow. So I guess Whoa. that makes this my favorite episode, which is... <laughs> A little bit surprising if I'm <laughs> if I'm being completely honest because I do have some big problems with this episode, like weird gender segregation that's happening and, and the stuff that we've already talked about. I don't need to re- retread that, but there's also some things that I really, really like and I think that they kind of outshine the negativity of this episode. Getting a little bit more world building and seeing more of Cape Side is a big one for me because it feels like this town is not real and this place is not real and these people do not exist. They still don't, but um, we're getting closer to life. Like I, I think there might be a pulse. Like we need to go, <laughs> we need to get them on an EKG to see for sure. But like, I think there's something here. Um, I like that we got something for Pacey. That's like mm. the biggest thing. It's one of the things that I've been asking for for a long time and we got it. So I feel like for those two things alone, it's worth it for me. And I would like more of this. Please don't forget that Pacey has a life and that he's mm-hmm. a real person. Yeah. And uh, don't forget that for any of the other characters as well. So 4.14. On to rating, or uh, nope, on to recommendations. <laughs> I will go first. This week I am going to be recommending a film from the year 2000 called Final Destination, <laughs> starring Devin oh, Sawa, Ali Larder, and a few other familiar faces. Kerr Smith. Like Kerr Smith, who is Jack from mm. Dawson's Creek. 
Um, this movie, I, I saw this movie in theaters. I'm pretty sure that I got, I went to the theaters. I know that I saw the remaining ones in theaters, but Final Destination, basically the quick synopsis here is Devin Sawa and his classmates are going to Gay Paris, <laughs> en for their school trip. And instead of taking the plane, Devin Sawa has a dream that they're all going to die. So they get off the plane. Ah! And then they all, all of these kids start dying in crazier and crazier ways. It is, uh, I, I just think it's like iconic 2000s horror movie. It's like New Line Cinema movie. I know it's not a New Line movie, but it feels like a New Definitely Line movie. Does. In the way that it's like this cheesy action horror bullshit. It's just so fun. I love the cast. And now that we we have seen as much of Dawson's Creek as we have, seeing uh, Care Smith in this <laughs> show, he's like a bad boy throwing F-bombs left and right. He's jacked as fuck, too. It's like, it's, it's really yeah, interesting so to see him and think <laughs> of him as Jack, but he's actually a bad boy named Carter. So And 2000 would have been like while he, they were still filming. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah right? definitely. Yeah. I mean, they probably so, filmed it in 99. Yeah. You know, so that's now-ish. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, very, very interesting. So Final Destination, I think there's like five films in, in the mm-hmm. franchise. I saw it on HBO, but I'm sure you can find it anywhere. It's a good movie. Go watch it. Have fun. Final Destination. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, I am going to recommend a band called Girl House. Um, I saw her recently open up for Yokor, who's also great. Um, yeah, I had not heard of her before. I've been really listening to her music a lot. Um, I will recommend uh, it's titled The Fourth EP and then also the third EP. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> creative what's, um, what's next <laughs> first album <Fuck. laughs> um she's from portland i think now she lives in nashville um or maybe la i'm not sure um but i would qualify the music as like kind of like bedroom indie pop similar kind of sound and vibes to like snail mail or frankie cosmos nice. um but yeah i really re- like her a lot um and yeah, go go uh, give her some support. Cool. Uh, before I do my recommendation this week, a long time ago, I uh, for one of my recommendations, I uh, talked about my friend Lou and his uh, battle with cancer, and I uh, it told y'all to donate to his GoFundMe. Uh, fun news: uh, he's in remission, Woo! Uh, which is uh, wonderful, and he's doing uh, pretty good. And thank you so much if you did donate to his GoFundMe; it means a lot. Um, love you, Lou. Uh, you're doing great, and it's awesome to hear you're um, in remission. It's so cool. Um, my recommendation this week uh, is a new stand-up special called uh, <laughs> called Slow and Steady from alternative comic Joe Para. If you're not familiar with his work in Adult Swim, Para takes on this persona of a, a very slow, grandfatherly-like character who mixes wholesome observations with absurdity. If you like <laughs> weird, off-kilter comedy like How to with John Wilson or the work of Nathan Fielder, this is definitely the comic for you. It's the same ballpark of comedy, so please check out slow and steady it's on youtube right now for free nice. it nice. is very fun they're also gonna put out a blu-ray of the special and uh each copy is signed by him wow so, uh support him he's a very funny very wholesome boy that's cool 
I am going to recommend an Instagram account called Honest Kitchen, spelled A-H-N-E-S-T, Kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-E-N. Um, so the person who runs this, um, her name is Sarah On, and her whole account centers around sharing her mom's Korean cooking. Um, her mom ran her own noodle restaurant for 10 years before selling her business, um, and so Sarah's goal is to learn all of her mom's cooking while documenting it, and um, so she documents all of like the grocery shopping at the markets and then the prep work that goes into like all these mouthwatering dishes that her mom makes every day. And it's just like (laughs) the most amazing food. (laughs) Um, So then she documents herself tasting the food and like her family because she lives at home with her parents. So, um, and it's like really good food ASMR. It's really good. Like, so if you like ASMR, (laughs) yeah, seriously. Um, (laughs) She also, so like one of my favorite things to watch is her making kimchi and the process of making kimchi. It's so good. It's so good. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so there's also like a segment where she ri- she'll rate store bought Korean like inspired food. So like they'll go to good they'll go to Trader Joe's that and find something that's supposed to be like traditionally Korean, mm. and then like she and her mom will both rate it. That's funny. That's yeah, awesome. it's really funny and cute, and like her mom's super cute, and it's just fun. I love watching her stuff. Yeah, and she posts stuff like every day, so it's, it's a constant. A constant food, food stream. Stream of yummy yummies. <coughs> yeah. A stream of yummy stream. <laughs> yummy stream. Yummy stream. Coming this fall. <laughs> uh well, next time on Freaks and Creeks, we're gonna talk about, you guessed it, season two, episode thirteen. His leading lady. Mm. As Dawson's new film mirrors his failed romance with Joey. The truth about Andy's medication stuns Pacey. Uh oh. Oh no. no. Please be okay. Please yeah, be please be okay. good. Please don't be like mental health shaming. God, is this why your coworker hates Pacey? <laughs> uh oh. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry. Fuck. Uh oh. Listeners, get ready. <laughs> no. I mean, wonder if we get to uh, see any of Dawson's any of the film because it says it mirrors. Well, mirrors yeah. the failed romance. Will we get yeah. to see some clips? Ooh, his lady. Crass in a wig, baby. <laughs> or some filming of it. Mm, I, yeah. I have to say, them moving away from movie titles as their episode titles oh, yeah. really fucking sucks. Like, his <laughs> leading lady, that's some <laughs> shitty episode titling. I'm sorry. So is Uncharted Waters. I know, I'm yeah. sorry. These episode titles suck. Yeah, we kind of stopped talking about them because yeah, they're just like they're not, not fun. They're not anymore. fun, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to uh, complain with us about these bad episode titles, go <laughs> ahead and keep listening to our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and go on to our uh, website at freaksandcreeks.com. Check out our Instagram at freaksandcreekspod. And please write us at our email show at freaksandcreeks.com. And you know what? Please, please write us a five star review. Please, please write us a five star please, review. Please, five star review. 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 Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.